0: Welcome to the Searching for SaaS podcast, where you'll join Nate and Josh, two founders on very different stages of their businesses. Nate is earlier on his journey and is looking for something to stick, while Josh is in the company building phase. Together, they will geek out on software as a service and share their stories. Let's dive into today's episode.
1: Cool. So, Josh, how are you doing? I'm all right. We missed our recording session last week.
0: It's true. Yeah, I had a, I had a bit of a rough week last week and, oh, shoot! Um, yeah, it was, it's kind of a couple, a couple interesting things happened. One, I think when it all came to a culmination towards the end of the week, we did have a, one of our sales guys put in his two weeks. So that kind of just set off a cascade of emotions and feelings and things to do and stuff like that.
1: Oh shoot. That sucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's good and we liked him and. You know over the course of this week essentially we did exit interviews other things like that and we're all in a good place i'm happy for him you know he needs to do what's best for him and he's been here about two years okay yeah, yeah. so i think it was a good uh, yeah i think it's it's good for everyone you just always you know with with people you've been in the trenches with you kind of hope those consistent pieces stay around but yeah. that's not always the case
1: yeah it's sad to see them go
0: yeah, so that's what that was the cherry on top of the cake of the week. The other things earlier was a few weeks prior we did a new website update to Referral Rock. Okay. Trying to do a little bit of a SEO magic, like we ranked well on the front page for our homepage, and I'm basically trying to get these other solution-based pages to rank for that instead.
1: Okay. And so it was just not working out, or?
0: <laughs> well, you know, as with Google, you put those things and you just wait a little bit and you see you know, if it tracks or picks up and see what happens. And it was about a weekend and I'm like, it's not really picking us back up the way I wanted us to back into like a top three spot. So yeah. last week was kind of more on the, okay, now I'm actually seeing, you know, a little less leads, some other, other things running downstream.
1: Okay. So you're ranking, you actually end up ranking lower afterwards.
0: Yeah, we did. And I mean, it was moving certain things. We won't get into the technical details, but speeding up the story that was most of my week so it kind of lampooned last week so i was just like pulling out all the seo tricks moving things around doing all kinds of (laughs) stuff but there's a happy ending so we did get the ranking back overall this past monday so this week has been much better not not off track so
1: crazy so you've had like a sales and marketing craziness for the last little while
0: a little bit yeah the biggest thing is just you know you can account for any given things i'm sure you can too in in a week blowing your week up, but where it really just literally blows it up. <laughs> and I got <laughs> pretty much zero done on anything I intended that week. So
1: yeah, well, I'm sure you're uh, farther down the SEO uh, rabbit hole and you're probably working on HR and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I had on today's topic was to kind of talk about where you're at a bit. I think in the past episodes, we've kind of gone through a little history, uh, why we started the podcast. We had an interesting ones with the MMVP last last one that just came out. But you had an idea in our group about the shortest time to see an ER doctor. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Yeah. So... That, that idea got shot down, so I'm not as excited about it anymore, but I can tell you. Basically, I'm at home, and my daughter is freaking out because something bad just happened to her. And this actually happened to me. My daughter hit her head off her bed a while back. And the problem is, which, I want to see the ER doctor as fast as possible, and the nearest at the hospital around the corner from me may not actually be the, the fastest route. It's possible that if I go to a different hospital in a different region— that it's actually faster for me to drive there, have the shorter wait time, get so to- in to see someone.
0: So total time to care versus just, you know, most things are optimized for like your, your the, the least amount of driving time, not necessarily yeah. like by the time you're seeing a doctor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Total time to see an ER doctor from sitting in your driveway. Okay. And so the idea was, well, you could leverage some, you know, Google Maps API and you could leverage the existing
0: hospital. So you're already building it in your head. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> uh, technically, that's how you could do it technically. In terms of benefit to, to someone, it's the, you see, that's that's probably part of my problem is I'm thinking with the technical solution before thinking about why people care. I
0: mean, well, no, I mean, not, not to take too much away from yourself, but you did start with the need. So you had yes. the need, you had the pain first. So yeah. you can't say it was just like, I want to build this thing. So it didn't come from, it, it came from pain, which is yes. good, which is always a good start.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so I figured, well, you could make some sort of app, but people could have it as a standby thing. If something were to happen, you could press the button and, you know, within a couple seconds, you would know the optimal route to go to seeing our doctor as fast as possible.
0: Right. And I think with us kind of, when you, when you put that idea out there, then a few of us kind of threw some stones at it and we're like, okay, so who's going to actually pay for this? Like follow the money. Let's, let's see who's, you know, so where'd that
1: go? Yeah. And so I like that, that right away got to that thing of like, who would pay for this? And I guess I kind of thought, well, someone really cares about this. They might pay a dollar or something like that for it to be pretty, pretty basic. Or maybe you mm-hmm. sell it as an insurance plan, right? Like, you know, pay a dollar a month and we'll make sure that you can get to the R ER as fast as possible. Would you, know pay lot... for,
0: would, you, would you pay for that yourself? I don't know about that. I probably (laughs) wouldn't. (laughs) And in that moment of flux, when you're like looking at your phone, trying to find the click, it's like, are you going to go to the app store or are you going to go to Google?
1: Right. But I did think when I have a child who's freaking out and I need to see an ER doctor as fast as possible, I, I would be willing to pay like $5 to know that information if I knew that that meant I could save an hour of sitting in the ER Doing Because there's nothing worse than sitting in an ER with, you know, just waiting.
0: Right. So at that point of capture and you're like, so you don't have this ahead of time because these aren't problems you foresee happening. So it's like, you're not like, let me make sure I know where the closest ER is. No. So you are you're hit Google or whatever and you type in like, you know, shortest, you know, sh- fastest way to get care on, on like, or or, you know, however you're going to query it. And let's say this app pops up and says... I will tell you if you give me $5. Yeah. How would so you, make just, you How would that make you feel on that point? Uh,
1: and yeah. so that just doesn't feel good. And, <laughs> and like you said, we're just kind of exploring the different ways that this could go. And that's just, that doesn't sound
0: good. Like Right, that's, so that's the consumer side. So then did you venture and think about the, the hospital side?
1: Yeah, and so I also thought about the hospital side. So maybe it's like, well, we don't charge the consumer. Instead, we charge the hospital because the hospital gets a benefit too. Because if you get enough people... Using this app you can redirect to, to kind of smooth the load that the hospital has Right. Okay. So if one hospital is really backed up, you can kind of redirect people to a hospital. that's less backed up
0: Like a web app like load balancing
1: <laughs> <laughs> But that that idea right and so you could get the hospital to pay some sort of subscription fee to be part of it and Make your money there and offer it for free to consumers
0: hmm. You want to try I, to you want to try to sell the hospitals or the healthcare uh, system.
1: <laughs> and so that's kind of what we ran across too, is like, well, you know what, selling to a hospital, that sounds like uh that sounds like a lot of that I'm not too particularly keen on getting myself into.
0: I think I distinctly remember you asking and saying, Well, how hard could that be? And I think then you got a additional round of shooting shooting that
1: down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like to do that though with these ideas, right? Like even if you were to say how much we try char- if we charge the people like the consumers you know at the time of pain you know how would that go and I think it's good to ask the question of like like challenge your initial assumption right like how hard how bad would that actually be would it right. be like an annoyance or like you know i I think you're a crazy person I'm not going to go anywhere near you you know that's it's good to explore yeah. that
0: uh, no I agree it's a good exercise but this was one of those ones where hey you didn't write a line of code. You didn't yep. buy a domain, did you? I didn't. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: Yeah, it turns out that like just talking to friends first is a good way to check on the things that you didn't.
0: And we and all even, have our biases, so you might have just been like, ah, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And Now yeah. let me go ask Twitter.
1: Yeah, there you go. Well, if some listener <laughs> out there wants to give it a shot, you're more than welcome to. It's a free, free idea? Free yeah. idea on the house.
0: Okay, cool. But you don't know if you'd paid for it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bet you the hospital could pay for it
0: somehow, but it sounds like a lot of work. Right. So, so what I want to also ask you about a bit today is, you know, for for some of our listeners, is like you're working, you're doing consulting, and you're trying to do these side projects. So, what is what does your day look like? How much time do you allocate towards these types of things? Like, what is what does that look like for you?
1: I do a, a software consulting as my main source of income. And so I spend most of my day doing that. I spend probably, probably around 10 to 15 minutes every morning, kind of perusing the internet to kind of see what's going on in the world of tech and to see what other people are doing just to kind of see, keep on top of trends and like where, what other companies are doing that might be interesting to me that I might be able to leverage in
0: some other way. So you dedicate that much time, like you dedicate like 15 minutes a day specifically towards like ideation and, and exploration of
1: Yeah. I'm not sure if it's like exactly ideation. I think it's more just like information. Like I know that information will come to me every once in a while through different newsletters that I look at or through different people that I follow on Twitter, like good information will come through that I can sometimes get an idea out of. And so I just try to stay on top of those information sources in the hopes that something there will trigger me.
0: Right. Okay. And you have kids as well, right?
1: You have one? Yeah. I have two two okay. kids, uh, okay. a son and a daughter. They're quite young. So my evenings are mostly filled up with that.
0: Bath time, book time. Yes. Okay.
1: Books. Lots of books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little bit of electronics too. It's kind of fun. Okay. And the same with my weekends, spending time with the family and that. So I don't have a ton of time. Like yeah, after they go to bed and whatnot, I can fool around and, on different things, but not a ton of time in the evenings for that sort of stuff.
0: Okay. And then... I know before we even started this podcast, you had another idea and I don't think we've talked much about that. And I wanted to kind of check in on that one. So it was the, the PDF types of stuff, right? What's that idea and what's the status of that one?
1: Yeah. So the PDF, like I have a service that does WK HTML to PDF as a service. And so if you're not familiar with that, that's, that's basically a tool that will convert HTML and CSS and all that into... A
0: okay, so something that would be able to show up on any web page, then you can make a PDF report out of.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could take any web page and make a PDF. And that, that's beneficial because it's hard to make PDFs, and it's easier to make web pages. And so if you format it just right, then you can run it through something like this, and it'll give you a nice PDF when you're all done.
0: Okay, and so you're a uh, little further down that one. You bought a domain. <laughs> In terms of like yep. where, where you are on ideation, you've had the idea, you bought a domain. You're, is there any, any, any code around this yet?
1: Yep. So the, there's a uh, proof of concept, there is some hand pulling to get the billing to work. And I've done some SEO work on it, even. I've done a bit of like awareness around it. Not a ton, but just a little bit. So it's been out there for probably a month or two now. So I did do a bunch of code for it, probably about three or four days worth of coding, so nothing too crazy at this point, I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens with it.
0: You did a little bit of a product hunt launch as well. Yeah. Was that a couple of months ago?
1: Yeah. So I launched on product hunt and that was actually really cool because I actually got a decent amount of uptick on that. I launched on product hunt before and kind of got a meh response. With,
0: with um, status list or with a different With
1: status product? list, yeah. With this one, it seemed to have a bit more juice. I think I got a couple thousand views that day. And that got me really excited because I was like, this is all it. right, this is going to work. And then of course it just dropped right off and there's not much activity coming in right now. But that was kind of neat just to kind of see how that all worked with, with Product Hunt and how to kind of manage that. And I think, I think I learned a few things of like what I could do differently for next time. But yeah, it was a cool experience.
0: Okay. So did you get anyone to sign up through that or, or what do you have there? Is there, it's just like a landing page for interest or what, it, what, what are you yeah. doing to kind of capture some of the demand?
1: The lowest tier is a, you could generate an API key for free. No questions asked, no name or email or anything, just generate an API key. And so that's my base metric on like interaction. And I've done fairly well in getting that one to work. And then I've got a, a newsletter or a more information kind of spot as well to put your name and email in, and then I'll follow up with you. And that has got some, some input, but very little. And a lot of that has been pretty spammy.
0: Okay. So So you've been actively reaching out to any of these people or you did initially, and now you're really not getting any more emails since the, the product hunt has died down. Is that?
1: Yeah. So I've, I have been keeping an eye on the stuff that comes in through the email capture and anything that comes to the email capture, I right away reply to, like I, I manually do that. And that hasn't really, like people haven't even really interacted with that. And so I haven't like pushed too hard in that direction. And then in terms of product hunt too, I've just kind of kept an eye on it. And if there's like any interesting comments then I might respond to them on product hunt, but nothing, not a whole lot going on there.
0: So what's next? Is this just like a net that is out there and you'll see if you'll catch any fish?
1: yeah yeah that's kind of where that one's at i i didn't want to invest too much time into it after doing status list i just wanted to kind of put a net out there see if anything would surface from that and at the moment i'm kind of looking for i'm looking for something new to to work on
0: okay so this one will sit and maybe you'll catch something or you'll reply to these and see what happens but you're really not not really further investing any more into it at this point
1: that's that's exactly right
0: so Obviously, this is probably not the outcome you wanted out of this no, PDF. What, what do you what is the name of it so we can refer to it? Oh, it's dot
1: uh, it? com. All right, that's a bit of a that's
0: mouthful. That's a mouthful. A <laughs> great, great branding opportunity there.
1: <laughs> yeah, rebranding opportunity. There
0: you go. Right. So, but, um, yeah, it's, but yeah, it's
1: like it's kind of frustrating, right? Like you you try all these different things, and some works and some doesn't.
0: And so where do you think that like you put a lot of time and energy into status List? this one, you've kind of, I feel like you're making faster iterations, you know, so you're putting, putting things out there, getting less, less invested, maybe emotionally. This probably didn't hurt nearly as much necessarily. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I went into it with the, the intention of an experiment, as opposed to this is the idea that I'm going to, you know, go to the moon with.
0: What's interesting to me is like, I wonder where the line is not investing enough. Because what's funny with that is is if you're know, tracking back with referral Rock a little bit, there were plenty of services that were doing similar things to us, and a lot of them are no longer around. And you know, there's there was definitely a certain element of of charging through and kind of continuing with it. But I, honestly, I don't know where that line is. It's 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 very gray. There's like definitely over investing and there's definitely under investing in then there's eh, not quite sure.
1: Yeah, I wonder if there's something along the lines of like how excited you can get like one or two people about your product. Like if there's something like that where you provide the basic value that you set out to provide. And then if one or two people get really excited about that, then you're like, okay, I'll put a little more in. And then if you get like five or six people excited, then you're like, okay, I'll put a little more in.
0: Yeah, actually reminds me of the one of our conversations. I think in, I think it might have been in episode one about the ten unaffiliated customers. It was like mm-hmm. that that Jason Lemkin article. So when you mentioned that, it reminded me of it when you said, you know, people getting excited about it. But then, I would add the filter of people that you don't know. So it's not it's not people in a, your friends and family in a Slack group and the whole mom test stuff. All those the people that are supposed to be cheerleaders for you and they're excited about it but they're never going to actually pay you or if they are it's it's kind of like hey i'm actually just doing this to support you and encourage you and not because i actually think this is worth something yeah so i think i remember you asking at some point is just like when is this going to happen for me you know and is that is that something that you is it something that bothers you like on a daily basis or is it just kind of a every once in a while, you kind of take a step back and you go like, do I want to keep taking at bats and keep swinging? Or, you know, do I go, you know, continue on this consulting? Do I start maybe building out more than just you as a consulting company?
1: Yeah, I, I do think about that probably, probably every week. Just, yeah, you, you keep throwing things at the wall. And I, and I just, I keep trying to think of like, what's the process? Like, if I do the process, then you know, I can know that it's going to work out. I've realized that that's not like, that's not the case. It's not how it works. But like, there's a lot, there is a process, but not, you know, strictly speaking. And yeah, I, I think about that quite often. And it, sometimes it makes me sad because you're like, you know, I could keep trying, but what's, what's, what's going on?
0: All right. So I think, I think one thing I think about with that is you know you're trying to find value for a customer and they're willing to pay for it so those are some of the criteria we've we've walked back to i think this other piece is value to you like in terms of your own personal fulfillment and i think it's it's interesting that those seem very tied together. I mean, I think it's natural. Most people do tie a lot of those things together. But how would you feel if I said that, like, what if you decoupled those two things? I don't know if that's just a mindset, mind shift change, but decoupling like, okay, so we walk back status lists Is like, what did you learn, right? So obviously like personal learnings, what new skill sets did you learn? Did you build, you know, you've talked about a lot of lessons, and a lot of things. And if, if that's the goal, right? And almost assuming this other piece of it is a little bit more variable. Like there, you know, you've know, you talked about there being a process and that, I don't know, there's, there's timing involved, there's markets involved, there's so many variables that you can't control. You can control one, you can control yeah. your skills, you can control building and your mindset and, and, and learning.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's a really good way to think about it. Just, just because like a self-reflecting, I think that I feel sometimes that my time is wasted when the idea doesn't turn out. And I don't think that the, like that's not always a good way to think about it because in reality, I've I learned quite a bit through the mistakes that I've made. And so what
0: what do you think the root of the disappointment is? Is it more that you wasted your time and like, hey, that was time I could have been spent doing something else? Or is it that you put some weight into this and and then it's also more of like a you know, you question yourself when it doesn't work because it's like a, a reflection on you. So you told all these friends and family, "Hey, I'm launching this thing," and then you know, six months later, they ask you about it, and you're kind of like, you know, you kind of yeah. crouch down, you look, <laughs> feel a little sheepish. Just, do, do you yeah. think it it roots on more in one versus the other?
1: I, th- I think it's it's probably a bit of both, and I think probably more on the the time wasted like yeah there's a bit of a letdown if you tell someone about your idea and then 6 months later they ask about it and you say well no it's it's no longer existent but i think probably more for me is the the time spent because especially with a family and stuff i look at the opportunities i've got i want to be i want to be very efficient in the work uh, that i do
0: true engineer <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and i think that the, the lack of efficiency or the the perceived lack of efficiency sometimes, you know, where you spend a month working on status list, right? Like, right. And then that doesn't seem to work out so great. So then you feel like you, you wasted that month and you could have well, just spent it doing other things.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you have technically like, you know, I don't know what your customer and client consulting situation is, but you know, you could definitely look at that from an opportunity cost lost. Scenario like hey, these are that was a month of billable hours that I didn't do even from a financial standpoint You could put a value metric on that.
1: Right and I think then like and then when you kind of take a step back It's kind of like well on some level. This is just a personal decision to do something that I like to do As opposed to a business decision because if it was a pure business decision and I look at my past track record then i would say i should just keep consulting for forever and just never try anything different because that has proven to be an income source for me and the the cost of lost opportunity by spending time on startups is you know i should not do it technically
0: okay i'm glad i'm glad you went that direction after after i said those words i had a 10 seconds of regret being like, I hope I didn't add a, a worse bug in your ear or <laughs> a worse like mental shift that now I think about every hour I'm doing these things like what I'm missing out on. And that can yeah. also be detrimental to your entrepreneurial dreams.
1: And I think like any consultant would be able to relate to that too, is that you feel like you're always on the clock or that you could be on the clock making the dollars that you could be making. And I think probably just part of work-life balance too is just, you have to accept sometimes that you're not going to be the biggest moneymaker there is. And that's not always the goal either. You know, it's, there's life too, You just live your life
0: too. No, that's, that's definitely a good mindset. So, so back on the other ones of like, what is value to you? I mean, I would say like this building those skills, you know, going through the statusless experience and hopefully, you know, being able to iterate and get on things faster. I mean, this PDF thing you went through faster we don't know if it's too little <laughs> at yep. this point, but at the same time, you know, there's less regret. I think you have less feeling of of loss and remorse of, of this not going somewhere. And these are all like nets out there, like we said. Like these are out there, these aren't dead. Like they're, I think, as you mentioned, Status List does still make some money. Is that correct?
1: Yep. 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 Status List still exists and still is making money.
0: And so I think, you, so you're building these assets, but you know i'm always thinking about assets in terms of the value to you so like taking away these other ones is you know even this pdf thing from a tracking back to the beginning of our conversation talking a little bit about seo like you've built out a couple properties that have some backlinks and some mm-hmm. some other things like that so you know those are another another piece of an asset that maybe there's something to do with with those
1: yeah Yeah. And you're talking about assets in terms of like skills acquired. I think Mm -hmm. one of the skills acquired by doing more of these is the, that I'm less, I'm less emotionally involved in the idea in the sense that if I see that it's failing, I don't feel like I have to hold on for forever because that's the only idea I've ever had. I feel like I'm becoming more better able to make those judgment calls on what to do and where to go with it and stuff like that.
0: Right. Because, I mean, you look at your timeline, for the most part, it's, I think you're you're getting faster at this. Like the, was it yeah. Mortar queue you spent a lot more time on and went, like, if you look at like lines of code and time invested and all of these things, you've shortened that substantially.
1: Oh yeah. Incredibly. Yeah.
0: Okay. So assets, we've talked, skills, we've talked about, you know, potentially SEO assets. I think, you know, another one that I'm not sure if you've gotten this one, but I, I, wrote down as an idea for assets is like network and people you meet, potential customers, other things like that. And I think those are things that could you could take with you if, if status list pivoted into something else that was related to some other monitoring, You know, you have a list, like you have a list of potential customers or people that at least trusted you enough to give you their email address and you can take that with you as well onto other projects.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally and just people that you meet kind of over the course of doing it too, right? Like people like partners or people that are in similar niches to yourself that you, you've you built up relationships with.
0: Yeah, did you find any best friends out of uh, customer interviews with Status List?
1: No, I didn't find any best friends, but I did find some interesting personas out of uh, the customer interviews I did there. And that really helped to shape some of my thoughts around other DevOps personas and yeah it helps helps me to think about the problem better because I, I often think about the need in terms of how i would feel about it but of course there's a lot of other people who think differently than me and to to know how those people think is really helpful
0: yeah i think there's yeah how they think and yeah it just i think you've you you've touched on a, a part it's like you're probably just talking to a lot more people and i think that also speeds up this process and you're doing more validation with talking to potential customers versus, versus just throwing the stuff out there or spending, you know, 80% of the time coding before ever talking to a customer about
1: it. Yeah. And that's, that kind of is interesting if you loop that back to our discussion around wasted time and how much opportunity cost there is. If you had to spend a couple hundred dollars doing customer interviews versus potentially spending a couple hundred dollars coding, like that you could have been paid for coding something else, you're probably cheaper off talking to people than just writing the code that is probably, you know, not not lined up in the right way.
0: That's true. That's interesting. I didn't think about it that way. But yeah, because I would bet you if you spent a 100 hours talking to people and a 100 hours coding something when it didn't work out, the 100 hours coding would hurt a lot more than talking to a hundred people
1: yeah you would have a lot more benefit from talking to those people because you'd probably have other ideas you'd have relationships and if you did get the right idea those people would really hone it whereas the just the coding it wouldn't
0: have right right the coding still sits on a server and if you never got someone to look at it it's kind of still just sitting there
1: yeah if a tree falls in a forest and no one hears it falls
0: Yeah, I think that's probably a good a good place to wrap this episode. Last quick little quip on network and people. Now that I think about it, if you never did Status List, I'm not sure we would be on this podcast right now. Like that was probably the impetus of us first having early conversations. Was I was one of actually I was one of your interviewees Mm -hmm. of Status List in its first phase. So yeah, that's that's right. On that for a minute.
1: Crazy. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share with a friend. We're new to this podcasting thing, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. Tweet us at searching for SAS on Twitter. That's searching the number four SAS, or send an email to searching for SAS at gmail.com. See you next week.